What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding the communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Doing stupendous. How are you doing, Tim? I'm feeling pretty inspired. Hopefully. Everyone listening is doing well, and they'll feel inspired by the end of the episode. We have two inspirational stories to end your week on a bang-bang, or whenever you are listening. It doesn't have to be Friday. It could be whenever, two years from now, a week ago. Who knows? What do you got, Tim? <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Um, so let's see. My Oh, man, my, my inspirational story is actually a banger for me. Um, it's a community inspirational story, and it's really about a whole entire community. I'm going to talk about El Paso, Texas for a little bit. Um, every year, there's thousands and thousands of uh, migrants that go to El Paso from Mexico. Um, they're making their way up to the United States to make a better life for themselves. The city of El Paso recently has been seeing a large, like just a way higher number than in normal. Um, so basically what happens is they're getting to El Paso, all these migrants are, and there's nowhere for them to stay. There's no resources. And this is where the community kind of stepped up. Just this last year alone, they saw their numbers almost triple and they didn't know what to do. Um, the father at Sacred Heart Ch Church in El Paso actually walked outside one day and he said he saw over 1,200 people sleeping outside. They were in front of stores. They were sleeping all around the church. They were on the sidewalk. They were just trying to figure out what to do. And this is where the community kind of stepped in. Um, people like this 83-year-old man who now runs the clothing shelter inside of the church. The church decided to change everything up inside the gymnasium. They now have shelter. They have beds for people to sleep in. They are providing these migrants with three meals a day. There's a clothing room, and there's actually an on-site pharmacy where you can go in and seek medical supplies all inside of this church. It gets even better because the church isn't ran by the staff. The church is being ran by the community. These volunteers are coming in to help where they see fit, whether it's cooking, whether it's cleaning, whether it's teaching, whether it's helping them point them in the right direction to find a job, whatever the case may be, this community has come together. There's hundreds and hundreds of community members that are now volunteering, not just at this church, but also in the community and other aspects. For example, there's a doctor who was born here in the United States. He actually moved to El Paso to go volunteer. He said he was inspired by seeing all the migrants come here because they feel that America is a place of hope, a place of opportunity. And he saw them coming in and said, this makes me want to try harder to make this place what they believe that it is. I'm a privileged man and I should use that privilege to help them. I thought it was beautiful, 10 out of 10 coming from him, but it gets even better. I have a lady by the name of Fabiola. Um, whenever she was 14 years old, her and her family actually came over to the United States from Mexico. And when they came over, they felt confusion, they felt hope, and they felt happiness. And that's what these families are seeing today. And that's why Ms. Fabiola, who's a doctor who works for works at Texas Tech University, who's part of a program that basically provides doctors for all people all over the world, communities all over the world. She actually chose to come to El Paso with a small group of doctors who recommended it. And now they're there in El Paso helping. And she wanted to help because she said whenever she came over, she felt confusion. She felt hope. She felt opportunity. And she can relate to them like no other. So for them, 
for the Fabiolas, for the 83-year-old man, I believe his name is Mr. Franco, for the father at the church, for the, all the community members that are doing everything that they can to help these migrants, they are the inspirational story, JP. They are the reason why we're talking about it today. I just think it's amazing whenever we see communities that are actually working together to make their community better, to help inspire others, to just do everything that they can, I think is amazing because we started this podcast to shine light on people like them, and we definitely had to do so today, sir. We've done this podcast for a while. We like to use the quote, use your skill to help people. Never, never have we ever heard the term use your privilege as an opportunity to help people. That's great. So like, this is what I took from it. It's like, Tim, you're a dad, right? You literally have on your name, Tim the dad. (laughs) (laughs) So... One of the stories we did a few years ago was it was this thing in a high school where like everyone that didn't have like a father, they would all like dads just showed up to help out. They were taking that privilege they had of being a father and then giving it to someone that didn't need it. So like when he said that there, that's what stuck the most with me. I think that's dope. I'm glad you got that out of it. I I love the underdog story. I love the fact that people aren't paying attention, but the community's coming together and doing what they're doing. So Whatever you get out of it, those those that are listening, just make sure you take this positivity and you spread it. Before we get to our last inspirational story, we need to pause and do audio meditation to where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life, you often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? Man, I'm grateful for... Uh... I'm gonna bring up my son. I don't talk about him enough on here, man. He's like super playful now. He's seven months, but we, uh, we play fight all the time, you know, with the daughter, I'll play fight with him a little bit. He likes to laugh, but now he's at a point where he can actually like move his arms. So he knows what he's doing. He'll grab me by the face and he'll like open up my face, trying to bite me on the face. Now, whenever he's fighting, I just think it's the cutest thing ever. It actually is like one of the highlights to my day. So I'm super grateful for, uh, him being so, uh, violent at seven months. Um, <laughs> 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 took a turn there at the end so whenever whenever Layla was born Tim was like every little bit Tim was like I'm gonna Tim was documenting it I was like Tim what are you doing <laughs> talking about every little step when LA came it was like ah I already done this before <laughs> facts it was such a fact <laughs> he's making jokes oh. he's taking funny pictures it's like the complete opposite he's like hey, LA, LA is cool you know LA is cool it's just like completely calm <laughs> you, the second kid syndrome has totally happened at the McCoy household that's all I'm saying no it's like I'm the most confident dad in the world with him it's I was talking to Edna about that yesterday how like yo with Layla we didn't know what we were doing with him it's like I'll hold him upside down and it, we're good <laughs> We got the violence and the holding upside down. Let's hopefully uh, child services doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> I'm definitely the favorite parent right now too, so I'm I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm grateful for I guess really my parents' with mental health because sometimes I'll interact with people and I realize like I really only have two two emotions. I'm either JP or frustrated. Like there's, there's really. <laughs> I'm either frustrated oh, with something or I, like I'm just normal. I mean, I didn't, there's a lot of things like I hear people talking about. I'm just like, I never feel that way. So it's just like, I just thank the parents for having a strong mental health. I guess just 
supporting me in such a way to where I'm okay. Because a lot of things people deal with, I'm just like, can't relate to. And usually when I'm frustrated, it's like somebody did something really stupid or like I fell myself. So I'm always kind of calm. And that's, you know, it's just mental health is something you have to constantly work for. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm just grateful for my mental health. For my inspirational story, though, one thing I realized reading it before I get to it is that we are a sucker for breakthroughs here at the Positive Truth Podcast. If you're the first to do something, we're going to talk about it on here. We're also suckers, like Tim said, for community, but community is really just support. And everything in life is easier if you have support. So whenever I'm talking about this next inspirational story, it is a breakthrough because the young lady put in the work and she had the support to back her up. So the inspirational story is about a young lady named Sonalia. She is India's first ever field director of a national park. First woman field director of a national park. Okay. She is doing the cat. She is taking care of Kazaringa National Park. She started September 1st, 2023. She grew up, you know, she really liked animals, but she wasn't given that opportunity. So she was born in 1975 and she called herself a late bloomer. Her father was in the army. They moved around constantly. She had to constantly get to know new people and culture. But because she had to constantly make new friends, the one thing that was consistent for her was nature. Didn't matter where they moved, she could go outside, look at the new animals, look at the bugs, look at the plants, all that fun stuff. She developed a passion for, for biology, and then she wanted to keep going after graduating. The problem was, when she was growing up, it was like, women, you know, they get like a side job, but they're mostly at home take care of the kids and she's like my parents never felt that way they kept pushing me follow your goals follow your dreams just because you're a woman doesn't mean you can't do this do these things she got an opportunity to apply for a class at the wildlife institute of india in deharandu hopefully i said that right they only take in 10 students once every two years tim she was the first woman wow. ever to get put on she gets put in, she gets put in the program, she goes through everything, gets out. She's like, I love this. I want to start working immediately. Since she had the master's degree, she started working at the park. She wasn't the field director, but she started two decades ago. And she was actually came in, she was a manager over men, and she got a lot of discrimination. They're like, who is this lady? Like, it was the first time in their professional lives a woman was ever a manager in front of them. She dealt with all the comments. She earned the respect. She put in the work. And then, you know, she got married. And being a field director, she has to spend a lot of time gone from home. So she was like, I'm going to show you all. I can be one of the best managers here while raising a family and being a great parent. So sometimes she would spend weeks away from her children, but she was like, we had that bond. We had that connection. I was fully engaged when I was at home because I loved being a mom. I was fully engaged at work because I loved what I did. So I never felt weary from either. She put in the work, kept pushing. And then after 20 years, first ever woman field director, she wants to thank all of our teachers and all the support she got from her husband and her family that pushed her to be like, just because you're a woman doesn't mean you can't do it. 
Love everything about it. Love everything about it. I got a strong wife at the house. I have a strong daughter at the house. And the more women that they can see, that we can see as men doing great things like that, the better. It's as simple as that. The more they can believe in themselves, man. I, I love everything about it. I know my wife struggles at work, right? She struggles to go to school and work and it's tiring. She's like, how can I be a mom, a, a wife, um, a daughter, a teacher, a student, etc. How can I be all these things and do it right? And I'm constantly here reminding her, hey, it's okay. You know, you can do this. You can do this. And I want her to listen to this story, JP, so she can see, look, not only can you do this, look what she just did. She's the first. And it's 2023 on top of that, JP. <laughs> She's the first in 2023. So I just thought it was amazing. I Hopefully that story can inspire a lot of women out there for sure. Because, man, to be, two, 2000, to be in 2023 and to hear a woman did something for the first time, it's tough. I think it's amazing, but it's tough. Like Women should have the same opportunities as men everywhere, period. Spoken. That's my take on the positive truth. <laughs> Spoken like a true girl, Dad. Do sabes. <laughs> Period. Do you have a quote before we get out of here? Absolutely. Don't be pushed around by the fears in your mind. Be led by the dreams in your heart. Quotes by Roy T. Bennett. Quotes by Tim. We appreciate everyone listening. We're out. Stay positive.